This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in. Over here. With a friend. And found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Good evening, everybody. Um, yeah, that was absolutely diabolical. There is no other word for it. Absolutely. Well, there are several other words for it. That was absolutely fucking diabolical. The number of times that we have discussed on on this Twitter space, and I'm sure it's been talked about around many others, is around the culture that is at the club. The culture that allows players to turn up tonight and as with other games and simply refuse to perform. Absolutely pathetic. I recorded that particular uh, game on Sky. I think I would rather circumcise myself with a rusty church key than watch it again. It would probably be more pleasurable. Justin, sir, you're there. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words as well as losing the will to live. But um, but there we are. Before we get everybody else on, because I'm sure people will want to come on and say what they feel. There are a whole host of five word reviews and other comments that I'm sure will be coming on. Anybody who wants to have their say, hit the request button. Anybody who wants to make a comment, please do so. Um, You know, if you don't want to come on and, and and talk, then just please. Let us know your thoughts tonight. We know what we have waiting on Sunday. And to be frank, it is a club that is far more cohesive than ours in terms of the team and in terms of the collective will going forward. Not unreminiscent of of Millwall tonight. Before we say anything about how bad we were and we were colossally, colossally fucking awful. Do excuse my language tonight, people. The bleep machine may have to work overtime at some stage. But credit to Millwall, because credit credit to them, because they did everything that we did not do. They were more than the sum of their parts. They worked hard. They were aggressive. They were, they were mentally up for it. They were physically up for it. You go to the den and you're not physically or mentally ready. You're going to get your asses handed to you on a plate, and that's what we got tonight. Sorry, Justin, you... Tell us your thoughts, sir. I'll I'll stop just meandering. Justin, you speak. Well, yeah, I'm here, I'm here, mate. Yeah, yeah. First of all, put any church keys away. We don't want anything like that going on. Really, I think Gino Pozzo is very slowly and steadily pissing any goodwill from the fans up a very big wall. Um, they're not going to put up with this for much longer, Peter. People are just going to start turning now. We can't keep doing this 
I actually put a, a tweet out on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Twitter uh, a little while ago saying, get some fans down to the training ground between now and Sunday so that they can actually tell these guys, you play like that on Sunday and things, we're, we're not going to be very forgiving and we're going to be extremely angry. I don't think any of them have got a clue what it means to play for Watford in a few days' time in the M1 derby. I don't think they even care. And if they play like that on Sunday, it's going to stay in a memory for a very, very long time. I'm absolutely, I said it on after the, 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 the Blackpool game, I'm bored of this, Peter. I'm bored of it. I, 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 you know, pretty much didn't watch the second half because I was basically just on Twitter liking people saying we're shit. <laughs> that was basically my mm. job for the last 45 minutes, thinking of things to post and basically liking posts where people were saying Watford were terrible. Um, it's just boring, Peter. And, and God help us And if we play that that Sunday because it will be something that lives in the memory for a very, very long time for the Luton fans, very much how we sort of always talk about the, the game on the 4th of October 97 and the 4-0 away and mm-hmm. what happened at the dressing room at halftime and all that. This will be their version of that if we play like that on Sunday. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. Right, let's get people on because... Uh... I'm sure most people probably want to get to bed and forget that this ever happened. We're going to come to the five-word reviews in a minute. But first of all, let's go to Sahil. Uh, Sahil, you know the drill, mate. Hit the uh, hit the mic button and uh, and let us know your thoughts. And guys will be coming through to everybody. Sahil, sir. Hello, boys. How are we doing? You are right? Hello, fella. Oh, uh, ask me Sunday at around 2 o'clock. <laughs> you know what? For me, this performance today for the whole season was the most pathetic and embarrassing performance I think um, how you can give someone a first half 30 minute hat trick um, is, is a joke um, look for, for the goals you're giving away stupid free kicks needless free kicks you've got two players going up for the header when they're pumping that ball in from that free kick completely missing it fucking they're, they're winning you know what, that, that guy's winning the header simple goals shit defending absolute shambles and and look, look forget the pozos f- for today this is about the players not one of them gives a shit about this club they're wearing that shirt they're taking their paycheck home happy days for them they don't give a flying fuck about this club okay they're here to take their money and I think the whole club is an absolute shambles the only person that comes out with some credit today for me is Kalu. I thought he came on, he put on a bit of effort, he tried to do something. Um, apart from that, no one done anything. Look, we've got look on paper, this team is supposed to be good, right? They're supposed to be 50 million pound players in this club, in this team. Um they, they don't care. It's as simple as that. And the thing is, Sunday, the scum up the road, they're going to come. They're going to put up in a performance like this. They're going to be a physical team. They're going to go and win these headers. These players aren't going to be up for it. They're not going to be up for it. They don't care. They cross that line. They're going to fucking let them score a few goals. They don't give a shit. It's simple as that. The whole problem is a shambles. It's an absolute joke. The recruitment comes from the top, though. These players are only there because we've brought them in. Where was the effort today? If you can tell me which player put in a shift today, there wasn't one. They don't have to because if there's any problems and they're not playing well, the manager gets sacked. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's that's the bottom line. I think it's a, there's, there's there's a number of interesting five word reviews. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start with one from uh, from Pete Fincham, and and it, it tells me one thing. One he one he he's refusing to count to five. In fairness, he did say one saying I'm going to bed. That was his five word review. Then he gave up on the five word review. Don't make this one about anything other than gutless players underperforming. That was his comment. And I think I think that that echoes your point, Sahil, as well. And we can absolutely talk to the to the culture and the recruitment. But those players who went out there tonight still have the responsibility when they're wearing the shirt to put in a shift. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to add somebody else in who I thought tonight didn't have the best game on the ball at all, but he never hid. He's 18 years old. He's built like a 12-year-old, and he never hid. He kept looking for the ball. He kept trying to do something. Nothing worked for him all day. But Aspria tonight, I think, probably is the one player on that pitch who came out and learned something from from the full 90 minutes. He probably, you know, he probably knows a little bit more about what it's what it's about today. Um, you know, for my money, but I agree with you. I thought Kalu came on and, and, and gave of his best. I thought Yao Pedro came on 
and and did the same. The rest, no, I, I, I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling. And, you know, look, before I go, all I look, go all on. I want to ask from players is put a bit of effort in, show that you want to play for the club. Look, I get it. In a match, you're not going to get 11 out of, you know, you're not going to get the full 11 playing to their max. But there wasn't really one player that played to their maximum today. And, and no one really cared. That's what it showed to me. No one really gave a shit. And that seems to be week in, week out now. Um, and look, look for me, Billich, look, we've got Billich. I think he's a great manager. I think he's a good manager. But again, it's the players. They're just not good enough. And yeah, you're right. Look, we know the board have done whatever they've done. These players aren't good enough. There's no promotion this season. I can't see it happening. Not with this squad. Um, it's just, you know, just simply not, not good enough. No passion, no fight, no effort. And 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 if I'm 100% honest, I'm worried about Sunday. I am. Because if, if if we don't put performance in, you know, there's going to be all out war in Watford. Um, and... and uh, all we want is a bit of effort. And if that didn't come Sunday, God help us. Oh, oh, cheers to him. Thank you, sir. I'm huge. I'm hugely concerned about the, uh, the performance on, on Sunday. Uh, because as I said, and um, I, I don't know, you might want to string me up, but um, if you look at, if you look at Luton at this moment in time, they're committed they're cohesive. They know what their game plan is. They know what their identity is. And yes, they built it up over 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 a few seasons. Um, but they are everything that we are not. It, and and I, you know, I, it doesn't give me any joy to compliment the, uh, the 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 local rivals here. But that is a real dangerous fixture. Now, the one hope is there's nothing more Watfordy than to come out with a win when uh, uh, when you least expect it, or come. The, the worst thing is is then coming out with performances like Blackpool and like this when when you also least expect it. I know that's just me hoping against hope, but we shall see. We shall see. Ben Pegram. Ben, hello, sir. Hey, Ben. Uh, you, you, now, you did say earlier on, I kind of called it on Saturday. I and mean, the only thing I can disagree with that was the words kind of. You did call it entirely <laughs> on Saturday. You said we could turn up and be utter horseshit. And you were spot on, sir. Yeah. What, what were your other make some more, more predictions. I think I should do the lottery and stuff like that at the moment. <laughs> That was, as I said on Saturday, horseshit. Um, I spoke about how the the players in midfield and the energy and the effort was is the key. You look at teams like Millwall, the commitment, yep. the desire, the want to do it. All all of our recruitment, not only has it been shit in terms of player quality, but we've gone for style over substance in the last few years. Like even when we did bring in a truck ton of of guys from Udinese and Granada. We either kept people that had that desire you at the first season, your Hogs, your Eustace, your Deeney, and then you started to bring in players that actually cared and wanted to do well and saw Watford as, as their chance to to go on to the next level. Because um, we always know we're, we're going to be that team in, if we're sort of bottom, bottom half of the Premier League, top half of the Championship. It's that stepping stone. These guys just know that they, they're never going to go very far because they're shit, and they're just picking up a paycheck off of us, and they just can't, they don't care. And like Sahil said, like you guys have touched on, that's the difference in the championship. Like if you care, that extra 10% gives you the upper hand on the opposition. If you're just going to sit there and be lazy and put your heads down, you're going to get turned over. And that's what I'm, I'm scared for Sunday because I think we're going to get rolled over um, and they're going to just come after us and we don't have the, the guts and the, the, the desire to go out there and really, really kill them off. No, no, well, well said, sir. Well said. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be squeaky bum time in in many ways leading into that because, um, and regardless of any of the stuff in terms of the off the field stuff, which obviously we hope all looks after itself. Everybody just comes along and just fucking behaves. Yes, have the banter. Yes, have the, you know, the rivalry and all of that. But the most important thing is that that doesn't that doesn't spill over into into anything stupid. But fundamentally, when it comes to what's done on the football pitch, and when when we played them in the championship previously, Nathan Jones came out, and obviously we, we won, so we were all kind of cockahoot. And he turned around and he said he was felt let down because none of his players realised it was a realised it was a derby, and no, there was nothing, there was nothing um, uh, physically put on the line. There was nothing. But well, you can bet your bottom dollar they're bloody going to know that this time. 
because that because all the fans are in there it will have all of the atmosphere and everybody's going to want you know something that they're going to respond and if we don't respond and if we show the the level of of or, or the lack of level of commitment and and the ability to be intimidated as we were tonight i mean millwall basically just came out and thumped it long i don't don't mean to be derogatory they played unapologetically direct football and they had the players with the physicality to do so and it was like playing chicken and we blinked we blinked like Liz Truss at a bloody budget review you know it was just we completely completely folded so he all mentioned earlier on the, the second and third goal absolutely right Truth to Kong coming forward for a header, leaving the space behind him, not winning the header because actually he'd already got Keenan Davis on both occasions there to try to compete for the header and leaving the space in behind him. And as for uh, as for obviously Pollock um, at the start there for seven minutes in was the first instance of putting them on the front foot. But hey ho, there we are, Mister Neil Peter, Silverstone. Go on, sorry. sorry, very quickly, Peter, if I may, you were saying there about Nathan Jones will be able to get his players up for this, etc. How many of our how many of our Brazilian, Swedish, Moroccan, Austrian, I'm trying to think of the other nationalities we've got in the team, actually understand what it means to play in a derby match like I would, this. I wouldn't include Brazilian. I think Yao Pedro gets it. I think Yao Pedro is I think he he tried to do things tonight, but it's kind of hard because he was almost playing in a midfield uh, it was more like a four-one-four-one, yeah, wasn't it? I get but, that, but but do they understand the nature of a derby like this? Uh, th- 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 this particular derby, the M1 derby. Do you think they got when the last time when we had that victory, victor, victorious game at, at theirs, we had you know Jono and and Stevie Palmer and all these other guys that knew what it was, what it meant, right? Do, do these guys have any clue? Do you think? I think if you played in the Fluminense Flamengo derby, you probably have an idea of what a derby means. Does he know what this one means? And do they see it as a small provincial derby, whereas actually it's got all of the intensity of everything just in a microcosm? Possibly not. Who knows? Mr. Neil Silverstein. Neil, sir. Tell us, tell, hello, fella. Tell us, tell us your observations for the evening. Uh, Dan, Alex, Hampshire, Tom, guys, we're going to be coming to you. CPN, everybody, we will be coming to you. Go on, Neil. Uh, so, start review. Clusterfuck. Right, ninety odd minutes of a clusterfuck that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and do you know what the worst thing? Not surprised at all. Really, not surprised at all. You know, you, I think you are, you ask a question about culture. Uh, we do have one. It's not a word that I use lightly because it's affecting me. But we have a cancer in the club, right? And yeah. every single part of that club is broken now, right? Um, in, in its <laughs> yeah, we we well, I, we we've been through it all before. I'm actually bored of of, of repeating it, but I mean. Uh, so Sunday, I'm actually going for the first time this season, right? And I bought tickets in the Sir Elton John side, so that I can get close and show them what, and, and, and you know, show them how I feel. And I, you know, the question about will the players be up for it? Well, it's going to be interesting to see how they react and respond. But I think us as, as fans, they should know as soon as they step foot on the pitch. I mean, they should do know before, but when they do step on the pitch, they should sense. The, the the mood that's that's in the ground and the intensity that will be there, um, and if they've got any pride, they will react and they will put in a shift. I mean, I think, what is the phrase? Um, hard work beats ability. If ability doesn't work hard, and that's kind of summed up tonight for me. Um, and and I think you're right. Millwood were everything top to bottom that we are not. Um, and, and, you know, as, as, as you've said, Luton have got the ability to be exactly the same. But if they back their ideas up, I mean, the stupid thing is we are actually capable of beating them, right? It, 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 it's just how they react. To date, they haven't reacted and responded as you'd like them to after any of the poor performances that we've seen. Um, I do think Bilic as a manager, I mean, Christ, he comes across with passion, belief and drive. So... I've got more hope of him generating the reaction from the, the, the squad. Um, it's just about whether they respond. But again, you go back to the, uh, I think the point of Justin made, why would they? Because they know if they don't put a shift in, they're still going to get paid. The manager will eventually go before them. And, and I've been saying it for about two years. That is the fundamental problem that we've got. Um, 
And yes, it is the player's responsibility once they step over the line. But what goes on around them clearly influences their mindset that they that they approach each game with. Um, but other than that, I, I'm kind of lost for words with it. Um, I think you're right, Esprit and Kalou, only two, not you can say it, but 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 positives to come from it, and, and that, that's that's a. That's that, that's that's stretching it, right? I'm yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you and, mean. And the, and the final one is, I need to go through my history on Twitter, and whichever fucking idiot suggested me to put anything on a Watford two 0 win, I, I, I seriously need my head checking. <laughs> May yeah. have been me. Sorry, Neil. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll bump into you on Sunday and you can repay me that because that's probably the most stupid thing that I've done. You place the bet when the fun stops, stop. You know what I mean? Well, to be fair, I actually got more fun from laughing at my own decision than I did from watching that fucking pile of shit tonight. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. Neil, sir. Go, go and have an early night. I think most, most people will want to, I am sure. I'm having a drink first and I'll ring in later. Good man, good man. Love to see you. Thank you, Neil. Great stuff. And I uh, hope to see you at the uh, at the Luton game. If, if the bunker is open, it's always nice to see if it is. Uh, Dan, Dan. Now, Dan came on the other the other the week and was part of a triumvirate of great first-time callers. And now here he is. This is the return. So no pressure, Dan. I'm what back. Yeah, this, it's, all da- it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well said. Who, who knew people could go, down, go downhill from me and Justin? That's a new thing. <laughs> go on, mate. What do you think of tonight's uh, latest instalment of uh, fun and games on the Watford roller coaster? Well, I was actually running late to get in to watch the game uh, and then saw it was 1-0, then shortly 2-0. And so I didn't actually then rush back much uh, quicker than I'd planned to. Um, but I did watch the second half and, uh, yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't great either. But um, I do think Sunday is going to be probably one of the most pivotal moments um, in the last 10 years for all the wrong reasons. Um, if you look at some of the games that have been pivotal moments in the the Pozzo era. You know, you can look at maybe like the Leicester playoff semi-final, the Crystal Palace playoff final, Brighton away, Wolves semi-final, the FA Cup final. They were all for the right reasons, but Sunday is really on a knife edge. Um, if we don't get, if we don't get a win, then um, I feel that is, that is the, the beginning of the end for 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 many reasons the pro- promotion charge um we we didn't look like a team that that is even capable of getting in the playoffs today but i looked at I, I did look at a quick stat quickly and we've only won 9 in 50 games um so it's not just this season we've spoken about or many people have spoken about it it goes far deeper than that but 9 in 50 um just highlights what a uh, difficult and terrible time it, it is to be a Watford fan it's difficult indeed it's difficult indeed there we go okay well we'll we'll, we'll move on thank you very much Dan let's let's get through this uh, and hear from people think see what they think um let's add in uh Alex 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 how are you sir sorry it's going to be a bit of a wailing and gnashing of teeth the uh, evening tonight obviously because after that how could it not be Alex, hello, mate. Oh, um, apprehensive about Sunday. Uh, like obviously, everybody is going to be after that, yeah. and after after you know the two games prior to uh, prior to the Norwich game as well. But um, yeah, yeah. What, what what are you taking from tonight and into Sunday? Uh, comment on the first fifty four minutes, as that is when I decided to leave after fifty four minutes. Um, they just don't they don't care. I just. It's up. It's for me that tonight was absolutely disgraceful. Um, I feel sorry for Pollock because it was a proper Sunday league header, but his first game started and people have already written him off. But I'm so scared for Sunday. I just I cannot see us winning. We aren't the favourite Sunday, by the way. We aren't the favourite Sunday. No, no way at all. Um, and it's just it's just a shame. You know, so many fans. We were, you know, we were at South Bermondsey on the early, early train, um, and everyone just fed up. The way was empty. That was that was packed at start of the game, empty by half time. But the only positive for me was the bar was open after twenty five minutes, and I managed to get a point. That was that's the only positive I can take from the game today. 
and that is that is a sad reality. Um, but they don't care. They, they, they don't care. Someday they, they don't give a toss about. Nathan Jones has got them fired up beyond belief at moving, and we are just we're going to get rolled over. Well, let's hope we do that most Watford of things and, uh, and and have a result that nobody expected. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, if I say it enough times, I might start believing it myself, yeah. but somehow I, mean, I doubt it's it. It's the same thing, isn't it? Big win on the Saturday, get ready for the midweek game. You know, it's like it's like Villa away last year, we won 1-0 and then we were ready for Palace and then we got absolutely just battered and we lost 4-0. Um, I don't know why I get excited anymore. <laughs> I just don't, you know. So, so, so here's, here's a question, right? So we, we mentioned on Saturday, obviously, that because we had a win, so then we immediately get on to that, that next point of, well, what about the next game? Mm-hmm. When and, and we kind of discussed and said the last time that we'd won two games consecutively was ironically in a week that contained Luton, Millwall and Norwich. Yeah. Um, where we where we, we've been done at Kenilworth Road, again, another game where we really didn't turn up. Um, and then we turned up at Norwich and got a win again unexpectedly. And then we we had Millwall and we got a, a, a result against them. I think yes, of course we did because we we won the uh, we got we got promoted with the uh, with the penalty. But what do you think? And what does anybody think when they come in? Is the fundamental reason why we cannot win two games on a spin? I don't, I don't think no matter what. I don't think there's any leaders anymore. That's a sad reality. Um, yeah, there's nobody, I don't believe there's anybody in the dressing room who's fired up for the games who sort of turns around to them and goes, we've got to act on this, boys. If that makes sense. I don't want to say like a Troy type figure because I want to get away from that. But there's no leaders, yep. I think, in that drop. There's no leaders. Genuinely, it might make people laugh. The only leader I can actually think of would be like cleverly. It's the only person I can think of in the current squad who fires up players. I don't know if anybody else can think of any other leader. But that was the only person I would back to get them fired up for a game. At the moment, if you look at the starting level today, can you tell me a proper leader? Maybe Trusk, who's Nigeria captain, but he's been shot of confidence. Was there a leader in that team tonight? Doubt it. That I think. I think. Uh, I think we, 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 with Trust, I think. I think he. Yeah. I, I said on Saturday. I desperately want to like truth. Same, same. But it but but the problem is is that so many of the initial not the not the final bit, but so many of the initial errors, because often goals are made up of one or two or three errors, um, you know, defensively. So many of the first errors come from sometimes his over enthusiasm, his him going for a ball and missing it completely, or going into an area where he's not wanted. I desperately want him to be a, a, a solid defender and I same. Um, I, I really you know, want to I really wanted Pollock to do well, and it, you know what I mean. It's yeah, poor bloke has been written off already, and I, I, I just I thought it was really it was an opportunity for him tonight. It gave me Sorrell versus Norwich at home vibes. But oh, I can do a decent performance at the end, and it's just his his confidence is already gone. You can already tell his confidence is gone. I mean, to be fair to me, he looked proper distraught after the first goal, but you know people just already write him off, and that's it for him. In my eyes, I think that's it for him now. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, you've, I mean, you know, I'm I'm old enough to remember his dad, uh, Jamie Pollock, who played in midfield for what Middlesbrough, Bolton, and Man City, I think, at one stage. Um, and he, you know, he was he was a player who probably kind of maximised his 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 level and had had a career. And you would hope that somebody who is six foot three. You know, he's basically, I described him as a six foot three forehead. First of all, you would hope you'd have got a better contact on it, but he didn't. It's happened to him. It now comes down to his individual gumption, for want of a better phrase. I don't think anybody's used the word gumption since about 1975, but I seem to have just used it. A bit of, you know, his, his guts about him. He's got yeah. to basically take that and go, okay, yeah. that's the worst thing that happened, and I've come through it, and here I am, and now yeah. there's nothing to fear. And he's got to do that. He's got to do that. I don't mean to be that guy, but just another random note as well. We should not be relying on the fifth choice centre half thirteen games into the season, um, and it's just it's just neglecting the squad again. Um, and maybe maybe they'll learn, you know, maybe maybe they'll learn to actually buy a defender. I mean, yeah, we, personally, we should be relying on Pollock. Well, he—he's he, not the—he's not the fifth choice centre back. He's the sixth choice centre back because we had the fifth and sixth out there. Because of course, we didn't have Sierra Alta, 
We didn't have, as we haven't had for an awful long time, Courtney Halls. We didn't have um, uh, Cabaselli, wait for the explosion coming from Florida. And, of course, we didn't have somebody who I've said before I think is very underrated, uh, which, which is... Which, which is Cathcart. I'm not saying he's the uh, he, he's the end of the world from a defensive point of view, but he's reliable and he does he you know I, I think he's a calm assurance at the back. Whereas any other combination of of, of defenders out of that lot, um, with the possible exception of Courtney Halls, but we haven't seen enough of him to really tell, tend to panic and tend to fluster, and it kind of adds into this whole we've got a we've got a real glass jaw. Um, yeah. to us yeah. entirely. Alex, go on, mate. Safe journey back, sir. Go on. Yeah, I've, got the, I've got the early train back from Paddington, so every cloud, you know, every cloud. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's Watford fans finding the positives. That he, nah, no, who am I kidding? Um, there's a fantastic piece on that, that Justin's just sent across to me. Justin, the uh, <laughs> championship today, where, 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 where can that be seen? <laughs> Justin, hit you my button. What's, what's that, Pete? Sorry, which bit? You, you, you sent across to me, Millwall 3, Watford 4. Oh, I've seen <laughs> it as a tweet. It was a tweet somewhere. I'll try and find out where it is and I'll let you know. It basically has uh, Millwall 3, Watford 4, uh, Millwall scoring with uh, Tom Bradshaw in the 8th, 26th, 33rd minute, uh, Watford 4, uh, with Pozzo saved us on 90 plus 1, nice stadium, 90 plus 2, be careful what you wish for, 90 plus 3, lost to Gillingham 50 years ago, 90 plus 4. Yeah, look, we all know people are in different camps about this sort of stuff, but that's really quite funny and quite it's, well um, worth watching. What Watford FC H James? He's the guy that's tweeted it. Watford FC H James. Well done, sir. We enjoy that. Hampshire, Hampshire, not just a county, but also a Hornet residence. Hampshire, how you doing? <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now. Available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. I'm all right, guys. Hey, all right. Go, go on, then, sir. What, how, how did you see things tonight? Guys, oh. we'll be coming to everybody. Go on. What, what's, I don't know what there is to say. You know, Blackpool was bad wasn't it but that really was kind of a step up in a level of crapness really and um, I think yeah hey at least we kind of maintain that record was it since 20 April 2021 and not getting back to back wins so you know why break a good habit so hey but look I think a few people have said right now people just don't care the the players don't care you can you can see it they just they are as disillusioned with everything as I think fans are. And it kind of, you just see it manifest on the pitch and it's, it's just not pleasant to watch. One thing I don't think anybody's mentioned, well, I haven't heard mentioned yet, was obviously loser's injury. Um, and I think not just obviously the impact on the game, but obviously potentially longer term ramifications. You know, I, I from a personal perspective, speak as somebody who's had about seven operations on one knee, but equally the repercussions that can have. And it looks like he's obviously done something else quite serious from the way they were holding it in place and carrying him off. So obviously, hopefully for him, it's it's not too bad. But equally for us, I think it's quite telling because, yeah, anything, you know, you can just see what we just saw, saw what happened when he left um, the pitch. But look, it is kind of what it is. And a mate of mine is a big, big Mackham's fan and like massive and he is he, he, he actually ironically it was after the Blackpool game he basically called it to me and said you know you you guys are going down was his view he said you're doing exactly what we did when we came down you'll win a couple and then you'll lose games that you should probably win win the odd ones that you got you don't think you got a chance for but the end results will speak for it and I, I think you know you're looking at it where 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 else do people see it going? I mean, arguably we're no, it's early ish in the season, but we are now closer to third bottom than we are third top. But is but look, main bit for personally is I, I put a couple of tweets and on on this space there are there are journalists or people that work for media businesses on here, and all I'm asking is that somebody does some real investigative journalism into what is going on with Watford and these loans, yet more loans again, and a couple of, whether these are rumours, but they're quite reliable sources about just how tied Moggy Buyer is to Watford in terms of actually 
us potentially being in his pocket and him bailing us out uh, in previous seasons. And obviously, if that's the case, then he is intrinsically linked. And obviously, what you know, the ramifications that could be. Obviously, it's an ongoing case. There's certain things you can't do, but the ramifications that could be if he was then found guilty. So that's obviously interesting. And I think that just really wants somebody to. Um, it's, it's not my field, but just wish somebody would have a look at it because it's really quite a big grey cloud over things. And I think just with everything going on at the moment, we are the current poster boys or following rather the manual for clubs that have imploded. And I give up. There's no point saying the pots are out thing, because I think we just got to see there's going to be a tipping point. And I think you guys are quite right. I think Sunday could be that tipping point really, but yet ultimately very disappointed, not surprised, but still doesn't mean not disappointed really. Very well said, sir. Thank you very much indeed, as always. Uh, there's Hampshire Hornet there. But before I come to Patrick, head of barbecues, so we should come to him in a moment. We're first of all we're going to go across to Simon. Simon, I think you should be uh, should be able to speak already there, because um, I think we share a, a kind of an interest in that in that financial aspects of which uh, of which Hampshire Hornet there, James has just mentioned. Um, yeah. Um, thoughts on tonight and anything along those lines? So. Um... I'm registered for updates on Companies House just after five o'clock this evening. Three further charges from Macari Bank. Messina, 4.75 million advance against his on his subsequent payments. And I'm surprised after two and a bit years, 11.4 million lent against Delafeu and 8.075 million euros against Perea. So that's a further 24.225 million euros of charges um, and further debt taken out by the club. So what they've effectively done, if, if correct me where I'm wrong, so this we'd had we'd had this previously with successes payments. Um, all of those, of course, go into Udinese. So these are transfers that obviously players have gone out, Messina this summer, um, both with, uh, as you say, Delafeo and Pereira, what, the summer of 2020, I suppose. Um, yeah. And we're bringing forward that uh, those items. Basically, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's what I would term supply chain finance, i.e. you are taking finance out against committed revenues that you're going to be bringing in, i.e. they are committed to pay those transfer fees in certain installments, and we're bringing the cash in now and basically selling that 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 basically back to Macquarie Bank in the same way as we did with success, yeah? Yeah, it's it's effectively just that. I mean, in more common business terms, it's slightly different in football. It's, no, it's just known as effectively like invoice finance. It's basically taking out debt against future receivables and Macquarie Bank are effectively lending Watford Football Club money against future receivables for Moodanese for those transfers. So the question is, if we're now bringing that money in, I mean, it's it's interesting because you and I would have gone through the last, sorry for everybody who's getting bored of talking about finances, we'll get back to the game in a minute here, but the uh, if we go back to the last released um, accounts, which obviously went back 2020 to 2021, that included a £77 million operational loss and £55 million received in against sales, including Delafeo and including Pereira at the time, presumably that that's just basically looking at the net cost, but the payment terms are excluded on that anyway. So it's all, all we're doing is bringing this cash in now. And the question probably got to be, why do we seem to be hemorrhaging cash or rather why are we needing to bring in cash all the time? Is that is that your thought? Yeah. I mean, listen, we, we don't want to get into territory of speculating and being defamatory. Um, we obviously need the cash, hence the registration of the charges. That's fact. And I think it would be very difficult to speculate too much. But I think the thing that I would raise is that several questions have been asked of Scott. I think the trust raised something. Yeah. And yeah. it's always been said he's got no concerns about the finances. Well, it looks like we've taken more charges and more charges and more charges. I would like to see what that balance sheet looks like in terms of who still has debt. And I think the question I would have is how much is 
the debt essentially to Gino through the Luxembourg company sitting at now. No, it'd be interesting to see. Now, I mean, you, you mentioned it. Thank you for that, Simon. But what, before we go on, to, before we move on there, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the game tonight? As if we probably don't know, but just just say your your penneth on the uh, on on the game rather than just coming on the finances. Um, thoroughly depressing. We clearly can't play against any side who's up for it and got high work rate and work ethic, and that scares the hell out of me for Sunday. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. There's Simon there, everybody. That's really interesting. Um, you may have seen, uh, Patrick, I'm just going to bring you in in a second, mate. Uh, you may have seen the statement released by the Supporters Trust stating that they'd had an initial meeting with Scott Duxbury and I think Richard Walker and somebody called Paul. I can't remember his second name. Do apologise, Mr. Paul. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, here were the areas we went into. Didn't give too much information, but mentioned that there were a number of other meetings to talk about. I think it also quoted Scott stating that it was, uh, uh, you know, we were financially sound, etc. But uh, yeah, that the, the the fact that we're bringing in all of this cash constantly that does seem like it requires an explanation. Now, now I know uh, a lot of people responded to that in terms of saying, well, that's nothing more than we than we knew beforehand. Obviously, we have to hope, and we're you know, despite things like tonight and evidence to the contrary previously, we've got to hope that uh, that becomes a, a dialogue in the same way as Andrew French's has done in terms of being able to put forward and at least get some some answers and with a, with a mandate to, to keep digging. Now, uh, Steve Temple, who's the chair of the Watford Supporters Trust, is, to my understanding, a, um, a, an auditor for, I think, Deloitte, which basically means he knows of what he speaks in this area. So I think, you know, from a point of view of having somebody who should be able to get into the bottom of that, we would hope that that would be done. But also, as we mentioned there uh, uh, earlier on, as Simon said, anybody who wants to investigate that from a uh, journalistic point of view, it might be useful. We need to make sure that obviously the club is sound. In the meantime, barbecues, let's go to Northern Ireland and speak to Patrick, DNSYE, head of barbecues. He knows of what he speaks. Patrick, long time no speak. How are you doing regardless of football? Shit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> first, first words you speak to me for ages are shit. That's nice. <laughs> go, on. go on, mate. What do you think of tonight? Go on. Right. Well, I'm really pissed off with two things. Go on, then. Matty Pollock being the first. I hold my hands up. I've been tweeting about Matty Pollock for about a year now, saying that I wanted him in the team, that I wanted him back at the club, thinking young player wanted to play for the club, thinking passion would translate to a better performance than what we've seen from players like Cabaselli, Cathcart. Yes, I'm slandering Cathcart, but Samir, even players like him over the past year. I thought Pollock would be far better, but Pollock tonight was just utter shit. Worst centre-back performance I've seen since Cabaselli two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's everything, man. But when you turn around and say that, it's the the worst one since... A fortnight ago, that says it all about what we've got um, at, at centre back on occasions. Yes, we are, we are error prone to say the least. That was number one. What was number two? <sighs> My dad is a QPR fan. Okay, and oh yeah, I'm very sorry for that. He taunted me for a full ninety minutes while his QPR ran Cardiff into the ground. And he gave me the best analogy ever for these Watford players. He called them limp dick losers. Uh, if that's not a T-shirt ready to happen, I don't know what is. Um, well, you, you can also go back to him, obviously, because I think Wolves are, are, are heavily in for, for Mr. Beal at QPR, yeah. who's coming. You know, they, they seem to be uh, having done to them what Everton did to us with Marco Silva, potentially, in terms of uh, give, him, give him a shot at the Premiership and see, see how he reacts. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not they can keep hold of him, uh, just, just in your individual one-on-one tussle with your old man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll see. But, no, I think, I think it, was, it was lifeless. It was... It was just shameful, gen- genuinely, in terms of individual players. I still come back to, we're going to go through some of these five-word reviews in a minute, but obviously you would imagine exactly what they are. But um, I still keep coming back to uh, to Pete Fincham's comment about this is about players not turning up. I've got to, I've got to feel sympathy for... Uh, uh, for, for young Pollock there and hope that he learns from it because it was it was an odd one because he was so far wide. I mean, it couldn't have been a better flick-on header if he'd have tried. And no, I completely. It it, it it seemed inexplicable as to why 
you're going to go and do that. And I think it kind of summed up, and this isn't a criticism of, of, of Pollock, apart from the fact that in this instance, exactly what he did. If you saw, I can't even remember who else was there, there tonight, but uh, Cooper at the back, for instance, the ball is in front of him. He doesn't let it bounce. He attacks it full heart, you know, full and solidly. And Millwall basically played the ball directly, competed, and then moved up and looked for second ball. And we kept doing this. We're going to give pass the ball to somebody else, anybody, anywhere. You know, doesn't matter whether or not I'm giving them a quality ball. Half the time I'm putting them into a lot of trouble. And therefore the problem just escalates and escalates. If you have somebody at the back there who is a solid backbone, a foundation to build on. The other week we were talking about, you know, um, to, to, to talk about another North, Northern Irishman there. John McClelland, for example, was an absolute bedrock and a foundation that the, 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 the team built on because he was incredibly solid. Solidity at the back is not something we have. Solidity in midfield, you know, we really hoped that we were seeing some guile and some movement, everything from, from, uh, from, from Saturday kind of coming off, but obviously with loser going off. Um, and, you know, Chowdhury getting taken off because he barely got hold of anything in the first half as well. So disappointing, so disappointing. Well, Patrick, look, it's been nice to speak to you. I'm sorry it's been so long for ages. Do do ring in and uh, uh, and let us know again. But we still have loads of people to, uh, to to get in and talk to. So we're going to try and get around to everybody as much as we can. We will add in, and, and I'm going to come to John after this. John, I'll come to you uh, shortly. But in the meantime, I'm going to add in um, Uncle Ron, who was, I, and I did see a, a, a note because you made a comment today and somebody came out and said, oh, I haven't heard from you for ages, blah, 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 blah. And I will say this, Uncle Ron, you came on Saturday and said, it doesn't change anything in terms of my position on it, but it was it was better. Um, you know, and you, 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 were, you were sort of balanced in that regard. Go on then, what are your thoughts tonight? Yes, I'm often accused of, of staying silent when Watford win, but as you said, I mean, no, no, you came up, you yeah. came up. and I remember exactly what I said, Peter. I said that it, it was a good win, but Norwich uh, were one of the slowest teams I've ever seen, and they had no pace in the side. Uh, and then we saw, you know, tonight a Millwall team, um, you know, young, fit, not not decrepit. Uh, and uh, we we capitulated. We surrendered again. Um, they, these players do not care about me. They don't care about you. They don't care about the general Watford um, s- supporter base. There's no chance they care about beating Luton Town. You'll probably see a puff piece uh, on the official website from Truster Kong saying, "Oh yes, you know my wife's family, uh, Luton. I'm oh, sorry, are Watford fans. We know what it means. Rest assured, they told all the players. Uh, they they won't know what that what's hit them on Sunday. Luton, you know the Luton um, players, fans, um, their chairman Gary Sweet." Is a is a real Luton fan. He's a lifelong Luton fan. I, I doubt uh, Mr. Pozzo knows anything about the rivalry at all. But we, but you know, even going further than this, um, Craig Cathcart didn't play tonight as a injury precaution. Were the words? I mean, it, that is, is it's, it's shameful that, that that a player is is considered incapable of playing two games in a row. But this is the squad that, that Pozzo built. Um, old players who are seen as incapable of playing two games in a row. Uh, and um, fannies who go down like flies. <laughs> That's what they are. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just, wasn't, I just wasn't quite mentally prepared for the word fannies to, it, to come from your mouth. It was, it was something I... It was a bit like, it was a bit like the, the back line up against Millwall. It wasn't something I was expecting. No, I... Yeah, it's very hard to disagree with anything in terms of what you're saying there. I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend Cathcart simply because we didn't sign him as an old player. He's been with us for a long time, and I still maintain that out of the six that we've got there, he is he is normally the most reliable. I haven't seen the news about about an injury caution that's a that was an interesting tone normally you'd, you'd see somebody put on the bench if that was the case potentially uh, bearing in mind we had absolutely no center back cover on that bench so once Pollock made that mistake and young players do make mistakes that's how they learn unfortunately but there, there was no there was no subbing him off we had no one we had no cover for, for the center back position 
on that bench at all. So, yeah, no, no, not good, not good. Ron, thank you, sir. Thank you very much indeed. Really appreciate you coming on, mate. Um, we've got lots of people, so I'm going to kind of try to, uh, to to get into people. We've got, do not stretch your eyes, pod host, Mr. Carl James. Carl, whereabouts have you got to in London? Ah, good evening. I'm home. I've just got home, just got off the tube. <laughs> what what time did you leave? Did you leave on the uh, the customary just in seventy minutes and go and kick a bit? Yes, yes, uh, seventy minutes um, left. Uh, it's the only way. It's the only, it's way, the only it's way. The only way to handle such situations like this evening. Leave at seventy minutes and try and kick a bin. Unfortunately, around South London there are no bins. They just leave it all over the floor. So uh, wasn't wasn't <laughs> able to kick a bin this evening. Um, I just wanted to say a couple of things. Um, excellent choice of the word fanny from Uncle Ron there. That really did make me. <laughs> I, I didn't say it wasn't an excellent word. I simply said I wasn't. No, I wasn't. It. it actually made me giggle I, right out loud in the tube station. Yes, I it was excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of things. Uh, I, I can see that we've got some our, our good uh, friends from up the road listening in this evening. Um, of course, you can't blame you can't them. Blame we them well. Exactly. So I, I know I know they're going to be well up for Sunday um, based on what they've just seen tonight. Uh, you know, and you can't blame them because what what was dished out this evening was absolutely shambolic. It was an absolute disgrace from the players um no fight desire all the things that we've spoken about before i could go i could go on on and on about that stuff but the, interestingly I, i've 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 noticed somebody on here this evening and he's from watford and he's a former ceo of mcdonald's and he's got a few quid and you know who you are steve put your hand in your pocket come and save your hometown club come and save it buy it off the potzos and put us back to where we need to be i can see you there steve don't ignore it. Your hometown club needs you. And that's all I'm going to say. Thank you. No, no, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure, surely, surely he's been asked to buy, you know, buy something on a, on a Twitter space before. Yeah, but. Oh, there we go. Well, I, I went, uh, all I'm going to say is I, I went to school with his, with his brother. Yeah, Stuart. So there you go. There you go. It's a small world. I'm only. I'm only. I, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Go on, come. Right. Let's. Get, we've got loads of people to get through. Anybody who wants to, to say anything, just come on and request. We're gonna. We're gonna go through people a pace. We don't kind of uh, time anybody out or anything like that. But uh, but we're gonna try and uh, try and get through what everybody thinks. So. Uh, Mr. John Parslow, sir, I saw I saw your five word review. <laughs> there were many, many asterisks. In it. What, yeah, I, I, I suppose you can't even read that out on this podcast. I guess. <laughs> uh, then I, I, I may have to do it on a uh, on one that we can bleep yeah. out. Who knows? Yeah. Um. That. Well, that was. I think what we saw tonight was exactly what I kind of feared. I, I said at the end of the call on the sad on Saturday that I just don't think this team is capable of getting up for two games in a row. I mean, they put in a, a really good performance on Saturday and they just haven't got it. I mean, we're players, no one attacks the ball in the air. Um, there's so much wrong. And then, and now without loser, we don't have any plan B, C, D, E, F, G, nothing. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's kind of really scary. Um, I, I was just thinking about Carl, actually, what, what she actually said. So um, if we do get McDonald's in, all we have to do is turn the W upside down <laughs> on Watford, a big yellow symbol. So kind of halfway there, I think. So that, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Former CEO, before we start, <laughs> before we start adding brands. Yeah, but he might, he might have some connections for sponsorship and the McDonald's state, the stadium. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's Steve just listen without him being <laughs> battered into trying to... So, well, what I think we're glad you're listening. Yeah. There's no requirement. There is no requirement for anybody to be a messiah. On no, this it's call. okay. You, let alone anyone else. Go yeah. On. So, um, <laughs> so, um, so I'll try and find something to give people a positive. Um, but it comes with a big, 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 big but. Um, cool, blimey. Good luck with this. Go on, this league is dog shit. It really is. Right. QPR are top, and we're only seven points behind them. Right. And, and really, we've just got to be less rubbish than the rest of the league. <laughs> but, but, oh, but, but, what a caveat. But, 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 based on tonight, uh, uh, we're not going to do it. I, I, now Loser's out, and he's clearly out. There's just, there's just nothing. There's, the players didn't know what to do, right? You know, there was, even at one nil down, I thought, okay, come on, just get back into this and fight. But but there was no fight, and and... Losing loser just meant we had nowhere to go. Um, so 
that bat really is. Um, I mean, I'm really scared for, for Sunday. I just I cannot see how Bilic can can pull this around because there just there's no there's there isn't enough desire to really battle. I mean, they might do at some point, but we just can get, I, I can see it's just getting so overrun in midfield. Um, loser was the only metronome we had. We just don't have that. So so yeah. So 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 even me being positive, I, I, I'm really struggling to do that. But but this league is not good. So the only thing we can hope is we can keep scrabbling away, hold on to a certain point, and then just see what happens. But um, but yeah, but even I'm struggling to be positive, right? So uh. nah, fair enough, John. No problem. I think your dog wants to go for a walk. I'm yeah, just... yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. It just doesn't want me to kick it anymore. I think so. <laughs> well, you know, don't kick it. Go and go and go and walk it around shortly. No, with common no. whilst listening to. Uh, Various podcasts. By the way, I do not kick my dog ever. By the way, just if anybody's listening from the RSPCA. So. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. We we we've got that recorded, and anything you say, anything you say goes against you. This is Twitter. I mean, that's just the yeah. Rule. Even when Watford lose, that doesn't happen. I promise you. But no matter. Yeah, okay. All right. Thanks. Good night, guys. Cheers, John. Cheers, John. There is, there is, John. Pacifist to all animals. Genuinely, genuinely gorgeous, gorgeous. George, George. How are you doing? Hit your uh, hit your mic button. I, w- I won't ask how you're doing. That's a ridiculous thing hello. to ask. It's, it's, hello, mate. God, you sound you sound like I I feel. Well done. Well done. I'm just yeah, really. I'm just sitting here scratching my head. To be honest, um, I'm so glad you said head. That's good. Go on. Yeah. Um, it's just a bit mind boggling because I'm sitting here and I'm going, how on earth are people that are wanting to keep these owners accepting? the way that we are right now. Like I didn't watch Norwich and even when we, even when I saw that we won, I wasn't really phased by it because I knew something like this would happen where we'd go back two days later away from home and just get completely battered. Like it was typical of Watford. It was going to happen. And to play like that and we've got our rivals up the road next, next uh, this uh, weekend, it's not looking Indeed. promising at all. No, that's been the. Uh, I think that's definitely been the consensus. Um, just yeah, no, it's it's it was it was very very bad. It was at the worst possible time. We've gone through as many centre backs. We've gone through more centre backs than Carl's gone through underpants in about a fortnight. Um, and it's just it's just yeah, it's depressing. One of the things that people will probably have forgotten when we went, and I appreciate I'm going back to the dawn of time again here, 1997. Fourth um, of October, when we went and got Luton at their place, and in fairness, when Luton beat us a couple of seasons before that, or a season before, four two at our place, there was an injury crisis for both clubs, and and we have got that injury crisis. We have got that lack of depth. Um, I mean, I saw them playing. That you know, you just saw John say about QPR being top of the table. Well, they did QPR. Um, you know, they, they they did a good good job on them. And when they bought on players from the subs bench, they were bringing on players that didn't weaken them. Um, and I'm not I'm not convinced that we have the capability at this moment in time with with the injuries that we've got at the moment that can can give us a freshness. I'm really hoping that if we did rest, as as, as Uncle Ron said there, if we did actually rest uh, Cathcart, that he might be available, that he might be available for the weekend and we might see something from him. But we shall see. We shall see. George, mate, I, I think you said it all there. I'm going to keep, keep whipping through everybody. So uh, let's get to uh, let's get to Aaron. Aaron, sir, let's add you in. And then we'll try again uh, in a little while to bring in uh, Wendover and Gary. Ray, I know you're there, mate. We'll come to you very, very shortly. Aaron, hit your mic button, sir. And what did you think? And then we're going to go through some five-word reviews. Hi, guys. Yeah, I, I was there tonight, sadly. <laughs> Well, well done. Well, and well done for everybody for travelling down there and, you know, singing your support is fucking shit at one stage. I did hear that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a that was a joyless task for you, no doubt. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm disgusted. I, I just, I'm fearful for Sunday because I don't believe this this team fighting them to, to turn up Sunday. I don't believe in them. And, it, and it's really sad. Well, I hope, I, genuinely, I would hope that... Somebody from the club, head of communications or what have you, take a couple of excerpts from this or take an excerpt from the from the point on Twitter and point out to these players, to their professional pride, 
that people are questioning that beyond measure. Yeah, because because they are re- they are quoting evidence that they have seen with their own eyes week after week after week. And I appreciate we've had some some positives results on occasions yeah. but our ability to follow that up has been absolutely shocking sorry aaron carry on mate no and, and it's true and i i i thought in my head last week and i don't know if it it, it probably wouldn't have got anywhere but i thought to myself after watching the blackpool this team needs someone i don't care who but someone's got into that team and go on sunday this means so much to all those like 20 odd thousand out there it's going to mean so much to them for you just to get a win. And I'm scared that the people in that dressing room will not know, will not know that we need, we need that win. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.